This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Sunday, April 26th. This is episode 289. It's the last show of the season six. What? Yeah, six years. Six years in the bag, man. Holy shit. We'll be starting Who would have season. We would have been spending six, the sixth year of this podcast separated. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Next week will be the first episode of season seven. I, uh, yeah, that's, that's just, it's, it's cool. It's weird to me that it's been six years already. It doesn't feel like it's Does been it? that long. No. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it feels like it's been 60 years. <laughs> But not because of you guys, just everything that's gone on in the world since then. Yeah, I was thinking earlier. Well, first, let's get to what have, what have you guys been doing over the last week? Well, I went for a nice hike this morning and uh, realized social distancing isn't a thing here in Utah. I think I, <laughs> you I, think? <laughs> I, uh, I passed by three trailheads. Before I got to the one I wanted to go to, because it's one I normally never see people at. But of course, that one was packed too. But luckily, we took a different route than normal people were taking. So I avoided a lot of people. Most people there for the mountain bike uh, trail and stuff. But yeah, just, you know, people aren't social distancing very well. And uh, last night was my brother's 40th birthday. So he Yay! Zoom, Happy birthday. Zoom, happy birthday, Zach. You, I don't know if he listens or not. <laughs> But uh, he did a Zoom birthday party mm-hmm. with a music and talent show, which was which was quite fun. <laughs> That's right. You mentioned that there was going to be a, a talent show portion of this party. How did that all go? Uh, quite. Some parts were quite entertaining. All of his friends are very musically inclined. Oh, yeah. So they're actually playing very well. Uh, one guy decided to play horribly on purpose and make it like a, a, a show, which was funny. And another guy did a very stoic comic routine, which we didn't. I was trying to watch him. Like, is he going to be funny in this, or is this guy literally showing us how to cut your hair? <laughs> and he just butchered, He just was cutting chunks out of his hair. He broke a blood capsule in it at one point. Had blood coming down his fake blood coming down his face. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, this is fucking genius. <laughs> Like, you can only do this joke every six months because he's got to let his hair grow back, but <laughs> fuck, that's funny. <laughs> so it was, it was entertaining. A good, a good two hours of people hanging out on Zoom, playing music and, uh, doing happy birthday from my brother. Well, that's good. And how about you, Matt? Um, something non corona related. I bought a new, uh, VR game. Ooh. It's, uh, 2MD football. So basically, it's two minute drill. Okay. And it's like six to nothing. Basically, you're down. And so you have two minutes to lead your team back to victory kind of thing. 
and you could draw up your own plays on the whiteboard and the receivers will run them those patterns and stuff so it's kind of fun so who do you, do you play the quarterback in it or do you or yeah the coach yeah so you get to do like the whole throwing action of the football and everything yep yeah oh, you hack it and then look for the open receiver and make that, the throw that sounds kind of fun actually yeah it sounds like a whole lot of it fun. is fun yeah get to move yeah, around get a little like, exercise uh, yeah i actually my uh Arm got a little bit sore from playing it, <laughs> <laughs> just from throwing so much. <laughs> but so I don't know how eighty-year-old uh, Tom Brady feels. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, is there going to be a football season this year? I think there will. I think uh, I think baseball's gone. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how this yeah, is all going to play out. Baseball starts a lot sooner than football, though. Yeah, I keep I keep hearing rumors, especially with baseball, that they're considering doing the games without fans because they say they're the players are the most socially distanced uh, distanced on the field. Yeah, but I'm like, but the dugout. Then when you come up to bat, you got your you know the batter, the catcher, and the ump. But they're all really close to each other, and then any baseman, you're really close to somebody. Plus, they're spitting seeds and tobacco yeah. all the time, and yeah, I was like I don't know how it's going to work. And plus, those stadiums make most of their money off the fucking fans drinking beer and eating food. Oh yeah, so yeah, team owners are going to have to settle for sales of merch and shit like that because ticket sales will be down. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like I don't know how that'll all play out. I mean, we we heard uh, from. Even Redfield at the CDC that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even Redfield at the CDC said that we will have, you know, a, a resurgence of coronavirus in the fall and that it will be worse, uh, according yeah, yeah. to a lot of the experts, because it will also have the flu at the same time. So mm-hmm. we'll have two different things going on. And then, it, I mean, it, you know, there will be people who get both at the same time. They're fucked. Oh, yeah. That, God, can you imagine? I mean, it sounds mm. like people's immune systems are having a hard enough time just with the coronavirus. You know, I mean, even the ones that are, are hospitalized, they're, they're, you know, from stories I've heard, it, <laughs> it it's horrible. Yeah. Well, and, and a lot of people, you know, a lot of Trump's defenders, when talking about or discussing numbers, and actually, yeah, well, so, okay, let me, <laughs> I, my mind's all over the place here. I got to get more organized so, on my end here. <laughs> so I thought, thought this wasn't going to be corona related but uh <laughs> <laughs> but it ends up that everything is corona related these days yeah yeah <laughs> uh but no a lot of people who are defending trump and you know the federal response to everything and and saying oh well you know the numbers aren't that bad or they could be worse well of course they could always fucking be worse but they yeah. shouldn't be as bad as they are now and they wouldn't have been as bad if we had put in place social distancing and, and, you know, ordered more testing. There were a whole lot of things that we could have done to, to mitigate what we're seeing now. Um, but they'll, they'll point to things like the, the flu in the 2017, 18 flu, where, you know, yeah. estimates are as high as like 65,000 people dying from the flu you, that you season. Mean, you mean 1917? No, no, the, the oh, 27, oh, yeah, the 2017, oh, okay. 2018 flu okay. killed a whole bunch of people. It yeah, was, it was like 100- thousand uh 
I think I think it was like 65, 65 67,000 something yeah, like that. That's a bad year. Yeah. Yeah, and the, it was an abnormally high number of people who died from that. And I can remember getting the flu that year. It was one of the years that I didn't go and get vaccinated and it was because you know, working at the working at my federal at, at my federal job, there were nurses on staff that would come in every flu season and when i was working in the in the office it was easy to just go down to the nurses station and get my free shot and since i started working yeah. from home it's been more difficult and then you know we the last time i got my flu shot was from my regular gp my regular doctor mm-hmm. but she has since moved mm-hmm. on she's doing some kind of research something and so i no longer have the same doctor i had i haven't i have yet to actually find another doctor because you know, at, shortly after she announced that she was going to be doing research and giving up her private practice, um, it was, you know, she provided a list of people that we could go see, but then all of the coronavirus shit happened yeah. shortly after that, and I haven't been able, in to see a regular doctor. But, yeah, so I, I, I remember I had that flu in 2017, 2018, and it knocked me on my ass for like three days. Like, I couldn't fucking move. I was just done my body basically shut down all i could do was sleep and every now and then get up to drink something or go to the bathroom and was just fucking miserable for a good three days and then was sick for probably two weeks between you know sinus issues or a cough or being you know just feeling fucking horrible and having my my entire body hurt while while i had that flu and i had kind of forgotten about it until people started talking about how bad that flu season was. And then I was trying to think of the last time that I was sick and traced it back and I was like, Oh no shit. That's when I had the flu. And it was that flu that was so terrible. I think that was the year where people were saying, why do we even get a flu vaccine? If it's only like 25% effective. Yeah, which is like one of the stupidest fucking things. That's like the people who complain about, well, you know, if I make another, $10,000 $10,000 a year, then that's going to put me into a higher tax bracket and they're going to take another 3% of my pay. And so it's not even worth it for me. It's like, have, <laughs> yeah. you, have you done the math on this? Have you really fucking but, thought about that for a second? Like how much more money you're going to be making versus how much more you're going to be spending in taxes? Like yeah. that. I, I wish I could complain about stupid shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think that year it was the reason why it was so bad was because they had made, cause the, the, when you get the vaccine, it's a, predi- it's a prediction based on prior years looking at the virus to say, hey, this is what it's looking like it will be next year. And then the strain that came out that year was totally different, which is why the vaccines weren't as effective and more people got sick because the vaccine didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so when we started talking about this and I said, I need to get more organized on this end. And I started talking about numbers. It's because I've created in our little show document, a list of all of the numbers for coronavirus, as far as deaths globally and nationally, and uh, also tracking unemployment numbers. So let's see for the coronavirus globally uh, this week, the total number of cases as of time of recording, according to the world Info meters, whatever website is 2,982,647 cases this week, which is an increase of 626,172 cases over last week's numbers. Mm-hmm. Total deaths globally, 
uh, we've seen an increase of 44,272 people died globally because of the coronavirus. Here nationally, the total number of cases increased from 735,366 to almost a million. We're currently at 980,784, an increase of 245,418 cases. That's just in the United States. It increased yeah. almost a quarter million people. And the total number wow. of deaths uh, this week, let's see, the total deaths this week is 55,094, an increase of 15,999. One shy of 16,000 people died just in the U.S. just in the last week from this. So... Like when you're talking about the other seasons, I had this saved, which I just remembered I had it saved when you're talking about it. So H1N1 influenza, 2009 through 2010, one year. None of these have any social distancing. The U.S. had 12,469 deaths mm-hmm. from H1N1, mm-hmm. uh, which everybody said it's a swine flu, swine flu, whatever. Yeah. Then the year that you're talking about, that 2017 to 2018 influenza, uh-huh. which had a very high severity. 61,000 deaths in the United States. 61, okay. Then the 2018 to 2019 influenza season, which was a moderate severity year, had 34,000 deaths. 34,200 deaths that year. Yeah, and that's with, you know, no economy being shut down, no social distancing, you know, people just going about their daily lives as they always do. And we saw those numbers. And with all of the social distancing we have in place currently... With the economy basically shut down, people staying in their own homes, and we've we've seen sixteen thousand people die just in the last week, and Republicans yeah. want to open the government all over, you know, want to reopen the the economy all over the country. Yeah, more people have died in this last week than died of H one N one, the swine flu in two thousand nine. That's nuts. Yeah. Did you guys see that uh, tweet from Matt Fernandez that said? Uh, I love hearing conservative Christians talk about how they won't let something invisible run their lives. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, was, that one was gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I shared something similar to that that I'd seen on Facebook earlier this uh, week. Because it's just, I can't, it's, it's, and I'm guessing it's just the people don't follow the numbers very closely. You know, they're not, they're not as engaged, which is, also kind of bizarre to me that it's pro- and it it probably tracks back to them using one maybe two news sources as their yep. primary place where they get information about anything and i mean if you listen only to the president's you know presentations his little his l- mini trump rallies when he's supposed to be giving in- people information about the virus and he gets up there and says stupid shit like he did this week yeah. If you only listen to that and Fox News, you would think that the problem wasn't too bad. You know, you you would yeah. you would see that oh sure people are getting sick, people are dying, but the government's doing all they can to try to fix the problem and and we're on the right track and we're going to start reopening the economy and things are going well and you know, we're getting more and more people tested all the time, but they don't talk about actual numbers and and no. how many people are actually dying and how much larger the numbers are of people who are getting sick and are dying from this versus any other illness we've seen 
in our lifetimes. I mean, I would say the federal government's being more of an obstructionist in the whole fucking, well, Trump is. Well, and he has, I mean, aside from his stupid fucking comments this week, at almost every chance he gets, he he makes a comment somewhere along the lines of, you know, I'm here to report good news. I'm, I'm supposed to be the cheerleader. I'm, I'm the he, one that's supposed to be switched. doing these good th- No, you're supposed to be re- relaying the truth. important, honest, truthful yeah. information to the populace instead of a bunch of what everybody's now referring to as happy talk, where you're not talking about how significant this disease is and how troublesome and dangerous it is to the population. Instead, yeah, he's del- the reason why I'm afraid to go to Walmart, because that's where all his fucking followers go. Yeah, because he's delivering happy talk and lying about the current state of things. Yep. Which isn't making things better. It only makes them worse, because then people don't understand how dangerous it is and think that they can just wander around willy-nilly and, and come into contact with people as they always have been. Yeah. But we're seeing these numbers increase all over the place, and it's frightening and really disturbing how little the president seems to actually fucking care about that well like in in here in utah our i've been looking at our daily numbers they've been increasing not like a whole lot like not going up by hundreds but it's like oh this day is 130 then 135 then 140 145 150 155 so it's it's in it's increasing but we're talking about opening back up next week or what two weeks may 1st yeah They're which is about, nuts. Yeah, let's open it back up yeah, that's nuts. And I feel bad for Gretchen Whitmer, who's catching heat from all of these conservative dipshits who don't apparently seem to follow any news other than Fox or One American News Network or listen to the president's briefings. Yeah, where they're getting a, a shit ton of disinformation. And and yeah. I just I feel bad for her. I was also thinking earlier uh, this week that I feel bad for any president who will have to follow Donald Trump. Because he has systematically dismantled everything. He's made everything in this country fucking worse. Well, it's Obama had to do his first two years fixing Bush's shit show. Yeah. Now we have like a shit pile of a show that the next president is going to have to fucking clean up. And it's going to take more than two years. Well, yeah, I mean, Donald if Trump. We have a, if we have a next president. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> that's actually a valid concern that I have. Uh, <laughs> You know, people who. But if it's if it's Joe Biden, I don't know how much fixing he'll do. Well, at least it won't get measurably worse, right? Right. He won't be appointing people to judge to to judge positions. Well, there's not going to be any more left. (laughs) Yeah, they'll all be filled. (laughs) Well, but it's just trying to now. But I mean, Donald Trump inherited a strong economy, strong, uh, strong employment numbers. very intelligent people heading almost all of our government agencies, uh, plans for handling all types of different crises. And what he's done is throw all of that away, churn through people in his administration yeah. like he's a meat grinder, systematically yep. dismantled the trust in, in all of our government institutions wrecked the fucking economy because all he seems to care about is money. And that's a big problem too, right? Because he seems focused solely on one thing and that's making money and making other people believe that he's helped them make more money. Yeah. He doesn't mm-hmm. care about the well-being of actual citizens. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. taken, he's taken the importance of everything else that, 
that supports and sustains a good economy, like a healthy populace, an educated populace, <laughs> all of the things that lead you to having a good economy and thrown them away in favor of short-term gains for everything. And now yep. those chickens are coming home to roost. Oh, yeah. he. I mean, he got to ride the wave of having a good economy left over to him. And now we're seeing what his influence is having. And he, this was his time to shine. If he would have stepped up and actually done a good job, would have been like, oh, shit, he handled that correctly. But we're not seeing that. We're, we're seeing a fucking clown. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to shine. And he's fucking it up. Yeah. It's it's been a fucking shit show. It's been an epic shit show. And. Hopefully it will get better. We'll talk a little bit more about what he said during one of his press briefings earlier this week that got him into a lot of hot water and may ultimately take him off the stage for this. Well, and, he has already. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do that after this short little break. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Christine Stenquist with Truce, together for responsible use in cannabis education. If you're interested in medical cannabis in Utah, follow us on our social media. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Truce Utah. If you're interested in donating to our awesome nonprofit, go to truceutah.org. And thank you so much for listening to the Godless Revolution podcast. You have to christen a child if you want to have godparents, so I think we should do that. If I thought you halfway believed in any of that shit, I'd christen it three times, but you don't. Oh, we can't not christen the baby, Rob. Why? It's bullshit. Do you know that godparents have to renounce the devil? So what? Well, how weird is that? A bunch of adults standing around a baby, pretending to believe in the devil so they can renounce him? Pfft, the baby won't know. Yeah, but we'll know. We don't care. I care. <laughs> well... Why don't we just have a naming ceremony? Because that is a bullshit California yoga retreat load of bullshit. And my parents will kill me. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. All right, we mentioned at the top of the show or in the first segment of the show, that Donald Trump said a bunch of stupid shit this week that got himself in hot water. Um, the, most egregious of, the most egregious of which follows here at the end of this quote. Uh, but this is from a transcript of something he said uh, during the press briefing. Um, it says, so the question some of you are thinking of, if you're into that world, which I find to be pretty interesting. So supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light, and I think you said this hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing it brought the light inside the body, which you can either do through the skin or some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that too. Sounds interesting. And this is the part that he got in a lot of hot water for. Aside from how fucking stupid that first part was, he can yeah, he followed yeah. it up with, and I then see, and I, and I then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in one minute. And is there a way you can do something like that by injection inside or almost a cleaning? Because you see, it gets in the lungs and it does a tremendous number on the lungs. So it'd be interesting to check that. So you're going to have to use medical doctors, but it sounds interest, interesting to me. So we'll see. So the things that he said was, is there a way you can do something like that by injection inside or almost a cleaning? 
And mind you, the whole time he's saying that he's looking directly at his medical staff. Yeah. Who? Not the reporters. Yeah. Not who? The camera. Yeah. And, and the medical staff who it's important to also note no longer stand behind him on the podium because mm-hmm. they can't control their reaction to the <laughs> stupid shit that he says. And it doesn't, it's not even it's not even in sentences. No. It's all fragments of sentences, much like me when I get confused here on the show or because I'm disorganized, but I'm not the president of the United States standing behind a podium. And so they they all have moved so they are no longer standing behind him while he's speaking. And so you don't have things like, you know, Anthony Fauci doing a facepalm and scratching his head and trying not to smile at something really fucking stupid. So then now they're all sitting off to the side. And so he has to address them. You know, when this all went down, he was talking to the person who was just up there and speaking. And then also Dr. Deborah Burks. And you can see as he's seeing this, if you watch the clips of this live, you can see her initial reaction to this. And I I saw one of the posts titled, you you know, that you can actually see her soul leaving her body. (laughs) Doesn't she kind of like bury her head like down like, oh, my God, he's not saying this, is he? Oh, yeah. Like, well, so she's sitting down and and you can see her knees rise up like her entire body gets more tense and she looks down and kind of looks off to the side like, oh, my God, I can't believe how fucking stupid this man is. But what is really disappointing, too, is that she still tries to spin whatever he says and put it in a better light than it was initially represented. You know, she's not. If they don't, they're fucked. But, but right. But is it more a disservice to the American people to have a doctor who knows what's going on remain part of the administration's response to all of this and participate in these briefings, knowing that some of the things he says are not just wrong or dumb, but that they're actually really fucking dangerous for a lot of people and have led to actual people dying because of the stupid things that he has yeah. said. I mean, I would rather have them there to where they can still have some influence on him to make a good decision, be that behind doors or whatever. And have, yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, really... We need to keep the smart people there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really hard though, right? Like, at what point... Do should we be encouraging the smart people to depart because then it only props up his narrative? It's it's yeah. a it's a really tight line to try to walk to and, to make sure that you're getting accurate information out to people and can gently correct the stupid fucking things that he says yeah. versus you- backing the thing backing up the stupid fucking thing that he says by putting a spin on it. Did you see her, I guess, defense of him this morning? What she was saying? Uh, I watched a couple different interviews with her. Yeah, what, what uh, was in the, particular? The one where, where she said that before he went out and, and did this uh, briefing that day, that he had just been shown a study where it showed that the UV light and disinfectants worked on surfaces. Uh-huh. Like saying, you can use that to disinfect surfaces. And him and his brain just kind of like that. Like, so he, it was on his mind. Yeah. So she didn't go as far yeah, as she basically said he's still, you put it in the body. Yeah. That he's still trying to process the information and he's working yeah. through it and was just kind of thinking out loud, which contradicts the three prior excuses that he gave for saying this, right? Initially, yes. initially yeah. he tried denying that he said it at all. 
Yep. Then it was sarcastic. Yeah. Well, no, then it was that it was taken out of context. Okay. And then the third one is that he was being sarcastic. And now, according to Dr. Burks, it's just that he was, you know, thinking out loud about something that he had just seen. So we've received four different, at least four different excuses for this now. Yeah. And what, I think in his sarcastic comment, he said he was being sarcastic in directing it at the media, which if you watch it, he's not talking to the media. He's talking to the doctor. So that's right. complete bullshit. Yeah. He's speaking to the doctor who is now sitting off to the side because they can't sit behind him or stand <laughs> behind him anymore because they can't control their reactions. Yeah. And don't want that on camera. Uh, or he doesn't want that on camera anyway. What what I thought was interesting, though, was the day after, or maybe it was even the same day that Donald Trump made these statements, you know, you see supporters of Trump and, and his administration, all of these conservative outlets like uh, the, Daily, uh, the Daily Wire or Ben yeah. Shapiro's bullshit website, making the excuse that it was taken out of context. Right. That he didn't he didn't say people should do this, but the media is saying that he's encouraging people to to put these injections in or, you know, to inject Lysol or bleach or whatever, that it's all being spun way out of control and that wasn't the proper context and everybody's taking him out of context. And then the very next day, Donald Trump comes out and says, oh, no, I did say exactly that. But I was yeah. being sarcastic. I wasn't misquoted there. I was being sarcastic. So then all of his supporters have to spin up this this machine again and, and decide how they're going to spin his new comments. And then Dr. Deborah Burks comes out and, and gives us another thing. So I don't know. It's, it's just kind of comical to me to see all of his conservative supporters who rush to try to defend the stupid, reprehensible things that he says and then they have to backtrack after he contradicts them he fucks his own supporters over when they're trying to help him because he's that fucking stupid yeah i i yep. saw one where someone had tweeted out in support of donald trump he did not say any of that nowhere in there did he tell you to drink bleach and then someone else responds back saying no you're, you're correct he did not tell us to drink bleach uh he said that inject disinfectants into us which is so much better <laughs> it's like yeah yeah well, he didn't say not to drink bleach he said disinfectants which is correct and so and even if we were to take him at his word right let's let's pretend for a moment that he well we all of course know that he did say these things let's pretend that he was just being sarcastic is is it appropriate or ever a good idea to be sarcastic while speaking to a nation of frightened of, of over yeah. 300 million frightened people who are tuning in and watching your presentation to find out what they should do to try to remain safe, to have you yeah. be sarcastically making comments about injecting fucking disinfectants into yourself. It's yeah, good, to good be point. An, it's a, yeah, it's supposed to be an informative briefing updating you what's going on what are we doing as a as a federal government how are we helping what precautions should you be taking yeah i mean what i expect yeah so even to take him at his word displays an utter lack of understanding the, of the gravity of the situation we're in right now right that if if yeah. he believes that he can get up and offer sarcastic answers to reporters that endanger the lives of American citizens, and he somehow thinks that's okay. So either he's yeah. fucking stupid, or he's malevolent, or both. Yeah. And I think it's probably both. 
Yeah, both. But yeah, he no no sense for appropriate timing whatsoever. Well, but I, I don't believe for a second he was being sarcastic. But no, I don't either. I mean, watching. What's- you know, and I was arguing with people all throughout the week after he said this shit about, oh, yeah. no, he was being taken out of context. And then they they moved to, you know, he was being sarcastic. And it's like, OK, well, which is it? Make up your fucking mind first. Don't try to make excuses after he has changed his mind about how he wants to spin this. And now you're trying to rush to protect him. Like, do you live your life in a constant state of cognitive dissonance and frustration and anger because you have to defend somebody who's this reprehensible? Yeah. Well, I got, uh, no, as, as you know, since he made that comment, he really hasn't been doing the press briefings. Well, yeah, and there's talk that he will probably be not back. be doing them going forward. So do you want to hear what he said today on Twitter to try to distract from this, I think? Sure. Well, I think he tweeted something out today that uh, something about the briefings that what's the point of doing them? <laughs> oh, this, this has nothing to do with the briefings. He never mentions the briefings in here. He's basically attacking reporters again. Oh, nice. But uh, this shows how smart our stable genius really is. Mm-hmm. Um. And there's a word in here that if you think I'm reading it incorrectly, don't worry. I'm saying it how he typed it. <laughs> when will all these reporters who have received Nobel Prizes uh, for their work on the Russia, 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 only to have been proven totally wrong, and in fact it was the other side who committed the crimes, be turning back their cherished Nobels uh, so they can be given... To the real reporters and journalists who got it right, I can give the committee a very comprehensive list. When will the Nobel Committee demand the prizes back, especially since they were given, they were gotten under fraud? The reporters and mainstream media knew the truth all along. Lawsuits should be brought against all, including the fake news organizations, to rectify this terrible injustice. For all the great lawyers out there, do you have uh do we have any takers? Uh when will the Noble Committee Act better be fast? So he so, so he typed the wow. word noble instead of Nobel several times? Nobel, yes. He put noble instead of Nobel Prize. Here's the kicker. You don't get the Nobel Prize for journalism. I don't think you get the Nobel Prize for anything. <laughs> you don't get the Nobel Prize for yeah, you don't get the Nobel Prize for anything. But uh-huh. it was the New York Times that got the Pulitzer Prize. Award-winning Pulitzer Prize. Yeah. Prize for journalism. They didn't get the Nobel Prize. <laughs> he's just he's just so fucking stupid. Uh I shared a tweet from Kamel Nanjiani uh yes, that he, I love that that he put out that he put out earlier this week that just his entire tweet was he's just so stupid. He's so breathtakingly stupid that the above statement is all it takes for every person reading this to know exactly who I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he didn't even put the president's name in there. Yeah, you don't even have to mention anybody's name. You just say he's so stupid and everybody knows who you're talking about. Yep. He has turned himself into the punchline of every joke about somebody being stupid. I mean, even his teacher said he was the stupidest student they ever had. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's no surprise or shock to anybody, I think. Uh, well, it it will be to conservatives. Yeah. 
They don't they don't buy any of this stuff. They think it's all nonsense. Which I, I Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I was I was going to I was going to change our topic a little bit, but if you want to keep talking about Trump here and the unemployment, I see you got up. No, oh, no, go ahead. Fire away. Well, I was just going to bring up real quick that the uh pastor's spell that we we're talking about last week. Mhm. Was arrested. Good. Uh, but he's out on house arrest. But he's defying his house arrest and holding service today. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so they'll go and arrest him and, again. Yeah. And guess what he got arrested for? Mm, public endangerment? Uh, I don't know. Yes, it actually was. Oh, really? Not how you think it was. Oh, okay. Uh, there's been a guy that's been protesting in front of his church for a few weeks now. Mm. Uh, and he's been driving a bus. He's been picking people up in a school bus, driving them to his church service. While he was pulling into his place, he got a little upset at the guy that was protesting. So he put the bus in reverse and floored it in reverse at the guy, stopping before hitting him. Well, that sounds like a very Christ-like thing to do. Yep. And then continued back into the church. So he got arrested for that uh, threat. Reckless endangerment with a vehicle? Reckless endangerment, yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. What an asshole. I, yeah, I think he should be arrested again and not not released on bail because he's proven that releasing him only furthers only further endangers oh, yeah. the public. I got a feeling that we'll see a new story come out today, probably or tomorrow of him being arrested again for openly defying his house arrest in holding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, fuck that guy in particular. I've seen yep. several stories about uh, pastors over this last week who had previously mocked the response and and the quote-unquote panic about the coronavirus and continued to hold services and say that, you know, they were protected by God because they're bathed in his blood and they need to hold their services. And several of them have died over the last week. Yeah. It's like, it's like Trump and his cronies are helping to destroy themselves, which is a point that I, I had, in one of my posts this week about how stupid Trump was and that he's putting people's lives in danger, uh, Taylor, Taylor commented something along the lines of, you know, when your enemy is busy destroying themselves, let them <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. there, there's not a whole lot of inf- intervention you should offer to people who are willingly going to the slaughter. Did you guys ever happen to watch, uh, the HBO show Avenue five with, with Hugh Laurie? No, I've, I, I've been putting quotes from it into the show over the past few weeks. Um, but there's, there's a scene in one of the episodes where this woman says that she works for special effects. So the, the premise of the show is that everybody is on this like luxury space cruise, right? And something happens along the way that puts the ship off course, which means that, you know, following math and physics, will now lengthen their trip from however long it was to like be like months to a few years. Yeah. To be like three and a half years or something like that. And so everybody's pissed off and angry about it. And at one point in one of the episodes, there's a woman who says that she works in, in VFX or special effects and that none of this is even real, right? Like the, she's like, well, we could just walk out the airlock. And if we do, we're just going to be walking out onto a soundstage or whatever. You know, this, we're not really even in space. This is all just a test. It's some elaborate prank. We're being punked. And so groups of people 
start just wandering into the airlock and dying. <laughs> and <laughs> and it happens like there are repeated cycles of this. I'll I'll maybe I'll have to pull a clip from it or or we can watch it sometime in the future, but it's just amazing to me how many people see groups of people go in there and watch them die. They're actively watching these people die as they go into the airlock and then be jettisoned into space. They're mm-hmm. watching them die and they're still unconvinced of everything. They think that even that is just an, a, a part of effect. the prank. Mm-hmm. And so there's, I think there's three or four different rounds of groups of people rushing to get out of the, get off the ship into the airlock and dying before somebody just like, no, I'm changing the code to the airlock because you people are too fucking stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen that episode. I've watched some of those because, yeah, him, Josh Gad, and some other comedians. And yeah, it's a really funny show. There, are, there are a couple episodes where it it completely falls flat, and others that I was laughing so hard I had a hard time breathing and and had to rewind <laughs> repeatedly different parts of the show because I just was laughing over all of the funny that was coming at me so fast. But and when you laugh that hard, it makes us laugh even harder. <laughs> Yeah, there were a couple episodes. I think it was the third episode in particular that I just, it was just nonstop laughs until I was out of breath and crying. Was that the one where they finally realized the captain isn't actually the captain? <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a pretty good show. Um, but yeah, I just, I mean, watching all of these conservatives march to their death because they don't believe that this is a real issue reminded me of that of that scene in that show. Mm-hmm. Lemmings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lemmings just willingly marching to their death because they believe everything coming out of dear leader's mouth. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what anybody can do to even try to save them other than, you know, continue trying to talk to people about it, but they're so, they're so into it that they view anything that criticizes anything that they already believe as just being another part of the conspiracy against the president. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I would say we just need to get ready for this to be worse come this fall when the second outbreak comes. And I'm not even worried about the flu. I'm just worried about this spreading that much faster because people think it's nothing to worry about. Yeah. Well, and I don't even know how, how we will be able to determine when people can start to get together again. Yeah. I mean, we need widespread testing and that's not going to be around for a long time. Widespread yeah. testing and a vaccine. Yeah. Well, and, and to be able to have a test that you can go in and get tested and know fairly quickly whether you have it or not, because right now, you know, people are waiting days or weeks to get results yeah. from a test and that's if they're lucky enough to be a person who is able to get tested in get the first tested. place. And that whole 15-minute machine that Trump was touting, what, three, four weeks ago? It's, I was like, you're touting a machine that takes 15 minutes to do a test. Okay, so you can do four tests in an hour. I mean, you figure that out through the day, where the machine that the doctor has can do, like, 50 tests at once. Yes, it takes longer to do longer than 15 minutes to do those 50 tests, but it, you can get those tests done faster than it would take to do 50 in that new fancy machine you got. Yeah. And well, so we were talking about, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get together again sometime in the near future, but I don't know how we would be able to determine at what point that's a good idea. 
right? I mean, mm-hmm. how how would you guys know that I am not currently carrying when you come over, or that either of you aren't currently carrying? Yeah. I mean, we need antibody tests to let us know who has already had it and may confer some bit of resistance to getting sick again. We and need they're to- saying that, that, that antibody test might not even do us any good because we don't know that you won't get sick again. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's it too. Is they're they're not entirely sure if it confers immunity to it going forward. Um, one of the interviews that I watched earlier today on the Sunday shows uh, was from a doctor who said that you know there are conflicting reports as far as this goes in humans, but in our laboratory testing with animals, you know, infecting monkeys who then get well again. And then reintroducing the virus into their environment, none of them have recontracted the disease. So he said, as far as that goes, it looks like it does confer immunity going forward, but we don't know how long or if that translates into the human population as well. But in our initial tests with monkeys, at least, we're seeing that they are immune going forward, but, you know, they don't know how long that will last either. At least Vegas opened up the casinos to be guinea pigs. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, the the mayor of Las Vegas. Did you guys see the interview with Anderson Cooper and her? Uh, how, how did he not just like shoot himself in the middle of that? Like being like, <laughs> I, like I can't handle this anymore. Life isn't real. I'm done. Oh yeah, well, and at one point he just said, "Wow, that's ignorant." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because she said something about how Las Vegas isn't China, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, wow, that's in- that's ignorant." Yeah, he brought up the map of the the restaurant where it showed this one person was sick in the restaurant and got all these other people sick. And she goes, well, we're not China. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but it doesn't matter that you're not China. This is how it spreads, uh, no matter where you are. <laughs> uh, oh. All right. Well, let's take another quick little break, and we'll be back on the other side with some good news. Ooh. Hey guys, this is Brandy Hamrick. I'm from Charleston, West Virginia. Contrary to popular belief, we don't all fuck our cousins, and we didn't all vote for Trump. And you're listening to the Godless Revolution. I don't know. I just think there's pros in raising your kid just a little bit religious. Like God is the best friend of the lazy parent. Why is the sun yellow? Because God's favorite color is yellow. Now go upstairs so I can give Dad a special hug and make you a little sister. Okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! All right, before we get to our good news, we have uh, another bit of not good news to yeah, share with lied, everybody. Dan. Dan, <laughs> well, not really. I said we'll have good news on the other side of this break, <laughs> and we will. It'll just take us a minute to get there. Like all good news, you got to wait for something. <laughs> we want you to. We want to leave you with the good news, not you know start with a little bit of good news here and then depress you again right before we leave. So, uh, oh, so. Also, uh, if you are unaware um, and haven't been looking at Facebook or Twitter or anything like that, uh, I shared uh, the sad news that Brandy Hamrick has died, mm-hmm. which uh, 
Sam shared out on her page and on his own and, and on their GoFundMe. It, I, I was really bummed out about that for a little while. Um, part of the reason yeah. that it took me a little bit longer to get the show out was just every time I opened the computer, I would think about editing the show that she was on and having the drop yeah. and everything. I, I put a drop, you know, the drop from her in the last episode and I'll probably put that in, in this one as well. And it will be the last time that I ever get to hear anything that she actually said. Um, and it's just very sad. She was a great person. I feel terrible for Sam. He said that they don't even know when they're going to be able to have any kind of memorial service mm -hmm. for her because, of course, nobody can get together. Um, yeah. So he said he'd be making an announcement about that sometime in the future. I have some additional audio from her um, that maybe we can include in a future episode, but I want to make sure that I clear it with him first because during part of our interview and conversation with her, uh, there was a, there was a moment, uh, during a break where we were talking and she said, okay, now I don't want this to be in the show, but, and she, she told us this awesome story that I want to clear with Sam and I was going to reach out to him earlier this week. And then I thought better of it. I'm sure he's going through a lot and dealing with a lot right now. Yeah. And so to send him a message about, Hey, uh, I have some audio about from Brandy and I was wondering if I can use it in the show. Well, uh, I still think it would be nice at some point for him to be able to have that himself. Yeah. Just to have her voice. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I delayed contacting him about that. I will be doing that this week and seeing if he will allow us to share that. I, I want to make sure that I get an okay from him before I share that out because yeah. it was just a fun story and I I think people would get a kick out of it, but I want to make sure that he's okay with us sharing that first. So I will be doing that and yeah, like I said, I am I am very sad to report that Brandy's no longer with us. Her her voice will be missed a lot. I I noticed that she hadn't been on social media for a while and the three of us were talking about it over the last few shows in between breaks, yeah. um, you know, checking with each other to see if any of us had heard from her and me mentioning that I had tried to contact her through various means and hadn't heard anything and hadn't seen any social media posts from her and was growing increasingly concerned. And then the next thing we heard was that uh, she was being moved into hospice. And I think she was only in hospice for less than a week before she died. So yeah. Yeah. Sad stuff. Um, she'll be missed. Awful. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the, the other bit of not so great news that we were going to talk about. Two pieces of bad news. Is, <laughs> sorry. Is, uh, <laughs> further related to coronavirus, COVID-19. Uh, and it's the unemployment, the huge amounts of unemployment numbers that we're seeing. The, the yeah. incredible number of people that have been laid off or fired from their jobs because Nobody's going to restaurants or bars or sporting events You're or not allowed to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so difficult for people to interact with each other. And it has shut the economy down and resulted in huge numbers of joblessness here in the United States. And I'm sure across the world. Um, this story comes to us from CNBC. The title is White House Economic Advisor Kevin Hassett says unemployment rate will approach Great Depression. 
White House economic advisor Kevin Hassett warned on Sunday that unemployment could hit levels not seen since the Great Depression as the economy contracts dramatically while businesses in most parts of the nation remain shuttered due to the coronavirus pandemic. Speaking to reporters on the White House lawn on Sunday morning, Hassett said the unemployment rate could hit 16 percent and, quote, the next couple of months are going to be terrible, end quote, for economic data. We see an unemployment rate that approaches rates we saw during the Great Depression, Hassett told ABC's This Week. During the Great, De- during the Great Recession, we lost 8.7 million jobs in the whole thing. Now we're losing that many jobs every 10 days. So the lift for economic policymakers is an extraordinary one. Hassett described the coronavirus shutdown as, quote, the biggest negative shock that our economy, I think, has ever seen, end quote. President Donald Trump said earlier this week that in a phone call with Apple CEO Tim Cook, or if we're hearing this, yeah, if we're hearing this from Trump, (laughs) it'd be Tim Apple. The tech leader said he expected a V-shaped recovery, meaning a quick rebound after a sharp fall. Hassett said on ABC that a V-shaped recovery will depend on the next response from the federal government. Quote, a lot will depend on what happens next. What we've done with the previous legislation is build a bridge, hopefully to the other side of the disease, but then we have to make sure we have what it takes to prosper, end quote. Uh, speaking to Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin said he expects the economy to bounce back by the summer which is fucking wrong. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I think as we begin to reopen the economy in May and June, you're going to see the economy really bounce back in July, August, September. You're seeing trillions of dollars that's making its way into the economy. And I think that this is going to have a significant impact. Mnuchin Uh. said, yeah, we're going to have more money in the economy, but I don't, I don't understand how they figure that they're going to reopen the economy and get people back to work. When I know I'm not going to go back into the office until I know it's safe. Yeah. Or to a restaurant or to the movie theater or anywhere. Yeah. And fortunately for me, I have that luxury. Like I, I understand how privileged I am that I have a decent paying job where I can work from home and I'm secure in my job. I I don't have to worry about becoming jobless and Mm -hmm that I can continue working, but I know there are millions upon millions, tens of millions of people out there who don't have that same luxury, who don't have that same privilege and are fucking terrified of what's going to happen to them. And again, our federal, uh, the response that we're seeing from the federal government has not risen to the challenge of these huge unemployment numbers. How many small businesses are even going to be able to open up after this is over with? I think many of them will find it impossible to reopen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I won't be going into the office until I know it's safe to return. We got an email, uh, Friday saying that they will be reopening some locations and that we all have to bring in our own PPE if we're going to be working in the office and maintain social distancing as much as possible and that they'll be further communications to employees about which locations will be reopening and when and how they need to report and what they'll need to do. And it's like, we're, we're, we're not even really over the hump yet. I think we we don't know that we are yet. (laughs) Utah has even risen over the hump yet. And they're talking about sending people back to work, which is Mm -hmm. just going to drive the numbers ever higher and further extend the amount of time that we have to remain separated. 
Yeah. Just their, their entire handling of this is complete fuckery. It's, it's the stupidest fucking response I've seen to anything from any government agency in my lifetime. Yeah. Ridiculous, awful, terrible. I, I, there, there aren't enough words for me to say how bad the response has been. Uh, continuing with the story, uh, Wallace questioned the Treasury Secretary's confidence, citing numbers including the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office projecting GDP will shrink by 5.6% this year and unemployment end 2020 close to 12%. Yeah. I think it'll probably be higher than that. The Fox News anchor also noted that Mnuchin's former employer, Goldman Sachs, says the global hit will be four times worse than the, 20, than the 2008 Great Recession. Quote, this is a scenario we've... This is a scenario where we've closed the economy and we're going to open the economy, Mnuchin said. So all these models are based upon health assumptions, how quickly we reopen, so we'll see. My own opinion is, again, we have an unprecedented amount of liquidity in the system. We're very sympathetic to all the people that are out of work, but there is an enhanced unemployment. There's the PPP, there's direct deposits, and as businesses begin to open, you're going to see the demand side of the economy rebound. And when I heard him say that this morning, all I could think about was who the fuck is going to go out and rebound the economy? Because I'm not going to go out and like Ryan said, start going mm -hmm. to movie theaters and bars and restaurants again. Like that's just not going to happen because aside from worrying about getting myself sick, I have to worry about, you know, Tracy's Being sister. A who, yeah. A, a carrier Tracy's sister who has MS her, you know, 80 something year old grandmother who weighs under 80 pounds who is frail as hell, you know, her mother who has the C. diff issues. Like I just, there's no fucking way I'm going to put the people I care about in danger. Yeah. <laughs> just because Steve Mnuchin wants me to get back to work or, or like, get other people back to work. Like when they're saying eat out like five times a week to help support the economy. I'm like, I don't eat out five times in six months. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. nuts. And, and like I said, we're, I, I don't think we're even over the hump yet. This, this no. is going to continue to get worse. You know, when we talked about the numbers toward the opening of the show where, you know, we've, we've, we're seeing 626,000 new cases across the globe and 16,000 deaths just in the United States over one week. And that number yeah. will probably get higher next week. Now I know people will say, but there's so many more people compared to the actual world population. That's not a big number. But we're also trying to make people stay indoors and social distance and taking every precaution we can tell you to take. And it's still going up. Yeah. And the, and the numbers are this bad with all of those, you know, mitigating factors in place. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, Jesus. Can you imagine how fucking bad it would be if if we hadn't done anything and if they try to reopen things yeah. too early? 1918. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, then, then we wouldn't be talking about tens of thousands of people dead. We'd be talking about millions of people dead. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, we want to end with some good news. And, yeah. and, and I thought this was good news. Parks and Recreation cast will reunite for a coronavirus charity episode. It's good news because we love Parks and Recreation. Yeah. I, I like. Parks and Recreation in real life, and I like the television show that was on for quite a while. <laughs> there are some great clips. So <laughs> there's one of my one of my favorite things from the show 
and it's been turned into a meme that every time I see it, I still just laugh my ass off. Is it Nick Offerman? Well, no, there are there are plenty from him. The one in the the one I'm thinking about in particular though is uh, Andy. I I can't remember. I can't where he does that look where he kind of like is astonished look. (laughs) No, that's good too. But this is when he goes into the doctor and. Uh, the doctor asks him something like, well, you know, is there any other problems you'd like to talk about or something? And, and he says, well, sometimes when I go in and take a poop, I wipe and 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 still more poop, still more poop, always more poop. It's like, I feel like I'm wiping a marker. <laughs> and, and in the scene, like Aubrey Plaza's there in the background and you can see that she almost loses it. Like she gets this big grin and has to move off camera because she's going to start laughing. And Chris Pratt, that's his name. Chris Pratt, while he's doing it toward the end of what he's saying, he, he almost cracks up and has to like cover his mouth because he was going to start laughing. But that's, yeah. Every time I see that meme, it just fucking cracks me up. Maybe I'll put a drop in for that for this episode, but. So they will be getting together for a reunion episode. This comes to us from the Today Show's website. It says, despite the current quarantine, we're all taking a brief trip back to Pawnee, Indiana. NBC's Parks and Recreation is coming back for one reunion episode. The 30-minute special will feature all of the original characters from the series played by Amy Poehler, Rashida Jones, Aziz Ansari, Nick Offerman, Aubrey Plaza, Chris Pratt, Adam Scott, Rob Lowe, Jim O'Hire, and Retta. According to a release, the episode will feature Polar's character, Leslie Nope, determined to stay connected to her friends in a time of social distancing. <laughs> Executive producer Michael Schur said in a statement that he had been looking for ways to help amid the current pandemic and realized bringing the beloved characters back could raise money for charity. I sent a hopeful email to the cast and they all got back to me within 45 minutes, he said. Our old Parks and Rec team has put together one more 30-minute slice of quarantined Pawnee life, and we hope everyone enjoys it and donates. And I would encourage you to do that also. All I know is I love my dad, but I want Nick Offerman to be my dad. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a great idea. (laughs) I mean, he's got a stellar mustache, and he loves woodworking. (laughs) and whiskey yes and bacon (laughs) and dogs yes what was it anything uh what was it anything smaller any dog smaller than 30 pounds is a cat and cats are worthless or something (laughs) cats are pointless for some reason i remember the episode right now really fondly where he was trying to eat they're trying to get him to eat a banana Mm-hmm. And he couldn't do it. Like anytime he tried to eat the, he'd like you just start gagging anytime it got near him. Because <laughs> it wasn't meat. It's a very funny show. I, oh, wow. I like that quite a bit. That'll wrap things up for us this week. Good to hear your guys' voices. Yeah. Hopefully everybody in the audience is doing well. If you have any questions, be sure to contact us and let us know. If you have any show ideas, if there's anything you'd like to hear from us in the next little while, let us know. We're kicking around some ideas next year. Next year. Jesus. <laughs> next episode will be the start of season seven. 
So that's it. Six years, six years down, six episodes, six seasons down. Jesus Christ. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm excited. It's, it's making me moist. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> before we go, though, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. That would be, uh, let's see. Why don't you start us off, Matt? Alan Firth. Chrissy Kalbach. Gatheist. Steve. Oh, I think we lost Matt. Or did I lose you both for a second? No, I'm here. Sorry. No, we're here. You both cut out on this end for yeah, a moment. Said, well, I said I'm let here. me go Feffy. <laughs> uh, is it my turn then? Two skeptical chaps. Vanessa. Don't be a Richard. Ollie Olson. Utah Outcasts. Wesley Aaron. Andrew Vodapich. Jeremy Goodson. Randy Hamrick. <sighs> I got to contact Sam about that also. Okay. Uh, Jeff Peterson. Megan Mitchell. Tim Jacobson. Janet Uter. Savita Kuna. Purple Dragon. Captain Samples. Corey Ebert. Fuck. <laughs> Freethinker215. In a poo, Naja Panamapantindlian. Support the uh, Philadelphia Ethical Society. <laughs> <laughs> and Taylor Grin. Thank you all so very much. If you would like to become a Patreon supporter, you can do so by going to Godless Revolution on the Patreons. You can search yes. for us there, or you can sign up for as little as $1 per episode, and you get things like extended episodes, early episodes. Um, but yeah, thank you all very, very much. I hope you're all safe and doing well, and I miss seeing you guys here in the studio. Hope you're doing well. <clears throat> we got to hear lots from Matt's little guy before we started yeah. recording the show officially. <laughs> Super fucking cute kid, man. He, he had a lot to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he says mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> he says mac and cheese, and then he says pepperoni and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> pepperoni, oh. that sounds like a euphemism for penis. Yeah, oh, I wasn't going there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. All right. <laughs> And so until next week, crucify Georgia's Governor Brian Kemp for being a ruthless fucking dickhead and wanting to send people back to work immediately. Leave us a review while wearing your stylish mask. And rate the show five times a day toward Brandy Hamrick. Sometimes when I wipe, I'll wipe and I'll wipe and I'll wipe and I'll wipe a hundred times. Still poop. Still poop. Let me check that. It's like I'm wiping a marker or something. I don't have any fucking idea what that good news will be. <laughs> because, oh. because I haven't actually looked anything up yet, but... <laughs> did, you guys, did you guys watch any of the thing with Jimmy Kimmel and Stephen Colbert and... What's the other dude's name? I, I have not. Uh, that guy, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. They they did a live, like, benefit show-ish thing, I guess. 
with, with celebrities. Yeah, yeah, where celebrities came on for guest appearances and whatever, like Elton John got on there. <laughs> Elton John was was playing the piano in his backyard, like on a basketball court. But the way he was singing, he sounded like Randy Newman. <laughs> like it was just, it was really fucking terrible. <laughs> I've, I've felt kind of bad for him. <laughs> 